Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fee, and I am a human design life coach known as the Positivity Queen and author of The Great Unlearning, Awakening to Living an Aligned and Authentic Life. Join me as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose, which are the four pillars of my Soul Revolution coaching methodology. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. Hi, beautiful soul. Welcome to this week's Grow Through It podcast episode. And in exciting news, I wanted to share at the beginning of this month, November 2023, I crossed over the line of having my own business as a full-time life coach for two years now. Right? So wild. And I've been busy. Hello, manifesting generator with the channel Charisma and Power here, as well as hibernating. That's my two profile line, my hermit. And I finally had an intentional week this week of slowing down, nourishment, rejuvenation, and pause to reflect and take this in. And it's taken a couple of days to get here. And It's been so nice to reflect and I did my best to capture two years in an 11 second reel on Instagram, but that'll never do it justice. And watching it made me smile for all the amazing moments. And even though it's been a couple of weeks hitting that milestone, it still feels so surreal, especially thinking of my second year in business. And trust me, it's been a roller coaster. In the second year, so much has happened. I've had wobbly moments where I was very scarce and tight on money, just barely paying for my expenses, contrasted with the biggest months in my business, in overflow of abundance. And I was actually reflecting with some girlfriends who I used to work with in my corporate old corporate job last night. And at one point earlier this year, we went to dinner and I didn't eat <laughs> because I was on a tight budget. So I think for a month or two, and I remember eating at home before going out with friends, you know. Um, My friends would go to bars and I didn't drink. And it's in such a contrast to now, excitingly, by the way, maybe it's turning 30. I've bought a new Dyson vacuum. You know, I've previously paid for things on like installment plans. Now I can pay for it in full. You know, like I had an overseas flights and upgraded seats next year. I had a really big birthday month of spending. Like I've never spent so much in my life during my birthday for individual things. Like the dress I wore was $450. My nails cost $150. The blow dry was $200. The cake was $200 and so forth. So yeah, that's been a contrast. And in terms of clients, I've had lean months, the first in a long time, but that's also been contrasted by seeing the most clients I have ever had in my business, whether it be on a day, a month, a year, a quarter, a week. So Despite it all, whilst everything has unfolded for me personally, like, you know, quitting my corporate job, relationship changes, moving homes, it's been really grounding to have my business as the most stable core in my life over the last two years. You know, the essence of what I do and being able to return to my grander purpose, which is to make the world a better place and help people live their best lives, you know, be at peace, happy and soul fulfilling and you know, really trusting and returning to that in moments of fear, doubt, worry, it's been really humbling and gratifying. So the big one, obviously, on June 23rd, early this year, I released my debut book, 
The Great Unlearning, Awakening to Living an Aligned and Authentic Life, which was a year and a half journey in the making. And I guess two years from the idea of the book conceived whilst I was side hustling as a coach and full-time in my corporate job. And, you know, that covers, you know, landing the book deal, writing the book and editing process. And the excitement as it hit number one in Amazon for particular categories in Australia, it did well in the top three or five in the US too. It was trending domestically in Australia on Booktopia, like the hot new trending books when it was released too. And it's been such a year of also being a guest on other podcasts, such as with Georgie Stevenson on the Rise and Conquer podcast. And I'm really feeling that desire to consistently do more with podcasting on my own here on the Grow Through It podcast too. So watch this space. And I've been so fortunate to travel extensively this year for personal reasons, including going back to my ancestral roots and lineage on my mum's side in Vietnam uh, for work, you know, recording my talk on learning and becoming through writing with Janelle Hardy for day two which was all about taking the lid off grief and rage for the Healing Through Writing Festival. And that was done at this gorgeous five-star retreat in Bali, visiting clients, doing in-person coaching and business sessions. And what's been really exciting is working with business teams in terms of planning, strategy, energetics, and human design, of course. The growth and changes in the clients I work with has been so incredibly rich and rewarding in year two. My heart feels all warm and fuzzy and I get teary thinking about it. The biggest trends I've seen with my clients are working more with entrepreneurs or people wanting to start their own business, younger women starting their personal growth and development journeys at 18 to 24 and hats off to you ladies. I can only imagine how different my life would have been having the tools, mindset and support from a coach in my early 20s versus starting later Beautiful mamas navigating life in all facets and in particular getting to the core of, you know, their identity and their self outside of being a mother. Um, I've done work with a lot of couples, uh, you know, reconciliation, coaching, transitioning to uh, conscious uncoupling and men. At one point this year, half my clients were males aged between 28 to 47. So that's been really interesting. And I guess the breadth and depth of the work this year has been deeply intense in terms of human design and working with the feminine, sensuality, sexuality, slowing down, embracing cycles, whether moon or menstrual and womb healing. And yeah. To name a few amazing achievements in you two so far in terms of clients, in the e-commerce manufacturing space, I've seen them double their revenue since working with them. I have seen clients break through income plateaus and receive pay rises and promotions. Clients have fallen in love, yay, <laughs> and met a significant other whilst working together. Clients have left jobs and religions that are no longer in alignment with them and sought out more soul-fulfilling and gratifying paths. Clients have moved homes and countries, starting a new chapter in their life. Clients have broken familial and ancestral patterns and chains holding them back in particular, being that, you know, support person for the family at their own expense. Clients have moved past and healed from heartbreak and breakups and clients have reconciled in important relationships, whether romantic, friends or family. Honestly, I could go on. So much has happened and I can't even do it justice talking about it because when I hear from clients about how they've grown and changed so much, talking about how they can't even put a price on their transformations. It's truly mind-blowing. 
and blows the water on what one can logically think can happen, you know, especially in a short amount of time when you work and you invest in yourself. So ultimately, in honor of this two-year milestone, I thought I would share a few musings of what I've had to unlearn in my journey thus far, particularly in the second year of running my own business. And to be honest, I don't know why I had so much resistance to recording this episode. You know, I don't know if I felt awkward, like talking about myself and my achievements, or I felt bad for missing a week of podcasting last week with personal things arising to the surface. So I'm ultimately preaching done is better than perfect. And I had to come back to like my purpose of why I'm doing it. And as I'm like live thinking and reflecting now, it's almost like I got in my own way because I live really close to a school, which can be quite loud. And I'm like, I've been thinking, oh, like I can only record at certain times not when like the kids are outside and like you can hear it. And now I'm like listening to the podcast, I'm like you can't even hear the background noise. Well, hopefully not, not from my perspective. So anyways, I'm rambling, but the message that I'm trying to show you is that even in the second year of your business, like it's so interesting as humans, how we can get in our own way and identifying that so we can move past that. Let's get into it. But I think it's just like rediscovering the joys of podcasting and just having fun and getting it out there and hopefully you're just having a giggle and I just want to show you like things don't have to be perfect hopefully you're enjoying this podcast and now I'm going to get in the thick of the unlearnings that I've had to have in business especially in my second year so having your own business means true complete freedom you'll be so happy all the time and I would say for the most part that really is true One of the best things is not being bound by a certain time to wake up and hear that pesky alarm. Let me play it. No, I'm joking. I was going to play it for you. I'm like, we are all triggered. We know what that alarm sounds like. It's also true being able to go on holiday whenever you want, being able to work from anywhere you want. That's a dream. Being able to set your own schedule and shuffle it around for appointments or to help out friends and family is a blessing too. Not forgetting freedom in terms of this poignant point that You have to remember why you started your business. And personally, for me, one of the driving factors, aside from helping people, was for my own freedom personally. And so I always come back to applying that principle that I get to do business my way and forge my own path. And I think that really rings true in that second year. I think the first year, you're more prone to like looking around, seeing what other people are doing. Like, is this right? And it's also just to like find your landing. Like this is like the first year, it's all new. But in that second year, you really understand like, this is what I get to do my way. I get to show up in a way that I want to, not what the industry standard or expectation or whatever somebody else online is saying. And I have really found my flow in creating content that I really love, which is writing turned into a book this year, The Great Unlearning, and at the moment, online reels. And in turn, clients are able to find me to do one-to-one coaching and human design readings despite not actually ever posting content about that. Logically, one may say it doesn't make sense, but hey, it works for me. And I think I really do believe that when you are the embodiment of everything that you want to practice, you share and your values, like people can feel that. You don't have to like constantly remind them or necessarily do what is expected. Like, I don't know, I'm probably just rambling here, but I hope that makes sense to those or for you listening. And again, it's not about this method working for you. Like, I don't think there is one perfect way to run a business. Like everyone is so unique, especially knowing human design. But the core message is to give yourself full permission to do business and run your business in a way that lights you up and really excites you, that feels really good in your soul. And 
I think that's coming up for me next year. Now I'm less in my survival mode in business and all serious. It's like, how can I have more fun and pure joy that tingles and like lights me up in my sacral in like this true manifesting generator magic. And again, you don't have to be a generator to feel that sacral power and energy, like that life force. And change is a part of life and business. And I remember everyone this year earlier saying like, Instagram's dying, like you have to be on TikTok. But again, my main platform is Instagram. I love it here on Instagram. I'm still getting my work out there, having clients without necessarily having to follow trends, pay for advertising, showing my face all the time. And although I've definitely pivoted because I think it's important to be in the flow of change and I've done more reels and it's because I love having the visual and audio aspect accompanying my words. And I want someone to see a piece of content that I create and really feel the message that I'm conveying in all of the senses. Intertwined with this all is a deep, genuine to the core heart and soul of being really grateful that you are able to do what you love every day for like two years in a row. Like, wow, it's like pinch me. And I think that's why you don't hear many people talking about the downsides to running your own business. At least for me, I feel a resistance because it's like, I should be so grateful, you know, it's also that whole everyone wants the success but doesn't realize what it comes with other things as well. And I always say this, new level, new devil. Such as life, no matter who you are, how much money you have, how much personal development work you do and what you do, you're not always happy. And I have definitely struggled with bouts of loneliness, you know, in year two. And I'm a natural hermit too, especially the beginning of this year where everything was perfect on paper, seriously, yet... You know, I live by myself, I work by myself, I was single, and it was really exacerbated because I live at the beach, known to be its own bubble. The majority of my friends live half an hour, an hour's drive away, including my family. And I was really humbled by a friend who reminded me it was my choice to live at the beach, that I could easily live closer to people in the suburbs. And yeah, it was really like getting me back out of like this victim mode into like my power. Like it's true. I value the beach lifestyle environment so much. It's like glitter for my soul. So I choose to live here despite it not being close to, you know, connections that I have. And so there was nowhere to hide. I couldn't just throw myself into work. There was a lot of alone, (laughs) a lot of alone time. So I really spent the beginning of this year in contemplation and making the most of the time I have alone. It taught me to put more of an effort to connect with people whether it was driving to see friends or family or really savoring a conversation at my local cafe or a kind stranger walking by at the beach because apart from clients, like some days it was my one piece of personal interaction for the day, like face-to-face. And yeah, because most of my work is online and when you can't see your friends, everything's like text and online as well. So in saying that also with the freedom lifestyle that everyone believes business owners to have, not everyone has the same lifestyle as you. So therefore, even though I can work anywhere from the world, I'll likely be by myself unless a friend or partner can take that time off work, for example. Like I can go to the beach at 2.30 on a Wednesday, but not many people I know can do that with me unless their circumstances are similar. You know, I could work overseas for two to three months straight, but again, doesn't mean that my partner can as well. And so as a business owner as well, like the things you think about and experience will be different, for example, the way you approach money and investments and One of your main natural interests naturally will be the nature of business, you know, growth and the pains of coming with it. You'll ask yourself and question, do people really get me? And 
you know, being the first person in my networks and my circles to have my own business, that's an adventure on its own. And then you're like wondering, do people, other people feel this way? Do they experience this? And do they feel that? And the answer is yes. And I think the absence of colleagues or a team makes it really important to find a community in the day-to-day and have a support network. With success, I've also found it really interesting to see who has been my people and supported me from day one. And then the contrast of like, especially when I released my book, I found it really interesting to have people from my past suddenly reappear again and act all friendly. Like some of them, I hadn't even heard from them from at least five years. So I think you definitely take notice of that as well. Feeling less of the need to prove myself. I used to feel the need to be online 24-7, showing off my achievements, luxurious purchases, holidays, and it could be the fact I have a two-profile line like the Hermit, but nowadays I definitely like to keep more some things like private and sacred for myself. You know, I don't feel as though I need to post all the time my successes and testimonials because I'm very grateful to have built my business that the work speaks for itself. And the majority of clients I get are from referrals or content that I've put out online. And uh, I feel at peace, you know, of course, but I still have those shaky moments from time to time. Like you fear, oh my gosh, like I don't have enough money as an example, but that happens less now. It's like my brain, because it's like two years, it can logically click in. I've been doing this full time for two years. I haven't ever gotten a second job or a casual job despite like rocky moments, I've always like gone through the other side, like somehow everything has been okay. And in saying that, achieving things, it can be so easy to tick it off and move on to the next. And it's so important to celebrate yourself and hitting achievements and milestones. And this year, I really allowed myself to do that financially as well with taking time off. I really went all in on celebrating my book launch earlier in June, having a month in Bali in Vietnam, throwing a huge birthday party in October. It's these amazing big celebrations, but these little practices of just celebrating myself solo. Like some nights it'd be like, yay, like an Uber Eats on the couch or drinking a kombucha, you know? And so the next unlearning really is to don't be afraid of spending money. I feel that in the initial first few years of business, even now still, the majority of my money is being reinvested back into myself and the business in terms of scaling, growing, and expanding. And it's true what they say, like spending money to earn money. And, you know, of course, like you have to get that sweet spot, like don't take it like too extreme one or the other. But my money mindset has rapidly expanded because have you ever noticed that rich people keep spending money? They don't stop and hoard. That's what people do with less money and a poverty mindset. The richer get rich because they invest whether it's in stocks, property, other businesses, themselves catapulting them to create more money in their existing business by scaling, starting more businesses. You know, it's definitely something like I'm thinking of doing and looking to in the future. Like I want to, maybe it's the manifesting generator me, like I want to run another business as well. It could be a service, it could be an e-commerce one. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's realizing I can do many things and I'm good at many things, but Where does my joy lie? I'm at a point where I can do less jobs in my business. You know, as a first year, I'm the coach, the admin, the accountant, the marketer. So where is my effort and energy best placed in my business? What is the opportunity cost of me doing something A instead of B? What is the cost of me doing something I dread versus what I love? How do I put a price on that? You know, financially, mentally, 
physically, emotionally. More than ever, I really value my time, energy, and input output. This year, I've had to drop out of plans even though I felt bad because I had to honor my body or mind just being tired, not feeling it, not being in the mood for it. You know, I've had to have firmer boundaries, especially with friends, family, strangers, seeking guidance, advice, or to pick my brain. Like I truly honor my clients and prioritize and put them first and really give them my all when it comes to life coaching and my intuitive abilities. And that has put an end to receiving voice notes from people um, outside of my clients that were anywhere between two to 10 minutes. I simply didn't have the energy for that after working with clients all day. So I really had to say to people like, hey, I don't do voice notes. Like if you want to message me, please text me for a break. I do not work weekends and the majority of my work is done during the day. Not too early because I love a sleep in now and it takes time for my brain to wake up and not at night where I feel tired and taking into account insights previously where I was guilty of the one when being single, I would work days and nights, but now I have a partner, I prioritize our relationship and I was definitely guilty before of putting work before my relationships and perhaps even having a sense of being complacent or taking it for granted, you know, prioritizing my work. And I think it is achieving that sweet spot because what is the point of having this amazing, incredible business if you have no one to share it with and, you know, sharing the joy, the happiness and the abundance. Yet at the same time, what is the point of having a relationship that you don't have your own personal satisfaction and purpose and what drives you on a bigger day-to-day level in your life and your business? So that's something that's ever shifting and changing and again just flowing with what's coming out and and intuitively feeling like what needs to be shared for you listening and so two years in my business i can afford to invest more in myself and business and that's resulted in me in going a retreat at the beginning of this year having just paid for one in india next year as well and having my virtual assistant ellie who'll be on the podcast next week and I did record that a while ago and finally have gotten around to putting it out there. So she is helping to support me in things that I don't enjoy as much, such as admin work, reposting my content to my website, sorting out my email inbox. She's so good at that. Scheduling uh, my calendar. And this is an area I continue to identify something for me to work on as I can really be in the feminine flow. And I really crave and need to plan, organize and structure my business. I used to think it slowed me down, but I needed to slow down in order to speed up. All of this makes for the second year to be more refined. I feel more on top of my business. It's manageable. Whereas the first year for me, it it was a bit more chaotic. It's like experimenting, trial and error, figuring it out. Having regular consistent mentorship is a game changer too. I really honed in on having a mentor for the year consistently. I think last year I had mentorship, but I took breaks. Whereas this year, I really like dedicated time for myself to, you know, reflect, express myself, access new perspectives and guidance. Once your business is established, I found it really interesting between myself as well as like my clients. It's more personal things that you discuss necessarily, you know, work or business problems. And it's always like refreshing to see things from a different perspective. Because I think you reach that level like your business is in a good place, but has it come at the price at your personal life in shambles and things like that? So it's, again, coming back to what I previously spoke about, that sweet spot for you. And I think it's also acknowledging the second year, you don't know everything. And that's the beautiful thing. I don't think I ever want to get to a point where I think I know it all. 
In fact, I would rather be the beginner in a room and take the most of speaking with people than being the expert because that's how I grow the most. And your interactions with people help you to grow, especially in the field I work in. A lot of the times the things I'm coaching a client are re-solidifying insights and experiences. I have so really like um, adopting all connections and relationships as a valuable mirror and opportunity to grow. And I think this leads into another off the cuff point, like the second year is realizing like how important connections, relationships and networking are. Like, especially for me and my business, the amount of referrals I get, like I don't take that for granted. And that's from building really strong, kind, respectful, uh, loving, you know, relationships. Like I really, like I genuinely do love all of my clients and I genuinely do love all of my community. And that just really like, yes, just making me smile so much to share that. I think people also have this idea that your business has to always grow year on year, a crazy exponential amount. And I've come to realize personally, that's not sustainable or enjoyable for me, at least anyway. My business has undoubtedly grown in its second year, but part of it is the ebbs and flows. I launched a book. I wrote a book and a part of me still felt like I haven't done enough and this pressure to do even more. However, when I tuned in with my soul, it was like, yeah, like, The book is huge. Like, this is enough. This is okay. You don't have to do the group coaching program or retreats until next year. So watch this space. But just like personal development, we need integration time, stabilization time. Like the new norm for me, like, it's okay. I have a consistent stream of clients. I won't die, run out of money. I don't need to show up online all the time. In fact, I've shown up the least this year. It's okay. And it's very much this insight that, yes, Consistent revenue is important to sustain your business and self, especially in soothing your nervous system. And this is a year I truly understood how much I need to pause, rest, integrate, and recharge. I will also say this year collectively, energetically, it has been a lot. There has been a lot of heaviness and darkness, and I really do feel like it's setting 2024 up for a really beautiful year. And business, life, it's a marathon, not a sprint. At the core of it, You are the driving engine and compass of everything. You need to be on top of your energy to have the desire, drive, and motivation to keep yourself going, your business going. And this is an area I really want to focus on, particularly next year with consistency in my health, fitness, diet, meditation, knowing myself when it gets busy, I prioritize work and in turn, I work out less. I eat bigger portions for comfort and energy, or I do the opposite where I prioritize work I forget to eat and then I realize by the time it's dinner, all I've had is a coffee. I meditate less. I feel like I have less energy. Then I feel tired. Then I feel lazy. I'm not swimming and walking as much. So always areas to improve and work on. And I guess in closing, it always comes back to your purpose. No matter what happens, keep going. The journey is never going to be perfect and you won't be put together all the time, nor do you need to be. In life, naturally, challenges and obstacles arise. And what I found is that the anxieties and fears in my head are always worse and scarier than what is actually unfolding in reality. So be present, be in your reality. I still remember my first day in business and now two years later, the life that I live today is far greater than I envisioned for myself. If you told me where I would be today when I started, I would have been like, what, you're crazy. Like, how will I do that? And That's the thing for me, really knowing my own human design, responding to the world, following those intuitive nudges and breadcrumbs to take inspired action step by step has led me here. 
I didn't know the exacts of how this is going to happen. Is this possible? And all of that stuff, you know, knowing I am here truly because of the decisions that I made despite and the choices, right? Despite fear, worry, doubt, insecurity a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. So if you're listening with an idea or passion or something to do, this is your sign to go for it. See what happens. It might not work out, but what if it did? And that is something powerful enough, like literally giving me tingles to pursue in itself. Thank you for listening, beautiful soul. Until next week, but in the meantime, if you'd like to work with me, I offer one-to-one coaching and human design readings. Details on my website, feedang.com, or message me on Instagram at thefeeddang. Take care, love, and positivity. (laughs)